This episode is powered by Waggle. Waggle is an agile and comprehensive employee voice platform and truly improves engagement. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Engagement Zone, the podcast brought to you by the Employee Engagement Awards and Alliance. Today we have uh, a fantastic guest, an award-winning guest, uh, and I will get to the introductions shortly. Uh, We hope you are all safe and well uh, during this period. Uh, It's going to be uh, challenging on both the work and home fronts and has been for many weeks. Um, These podcasts are, are, are supposed to inspire uh, and educate people, for, uh, practitioners like yourselves, people who care about the people experience at work. We've had a few pre-recorded podcasts over the past few weeks, um, but now we're back to live and current podcasts with our latest guests. So uh, without further ado, I would love to welcome Tom Gibby. Tom is the founder, co-founder, um, so, so I don't outdo any of the other co-founders, co-founder and CMO of the Bot Platform an easy-to-use, no-code system that allows companies to build their own bots on enterprise communication platforms such as Microsoft Teams and Workplace and Facebook. Oh, and just a little point, uh, the bot platform won Employee Engagement Vendor of the Year in Europe this year. Uh, So I first actually met Tom at the bar after he'd won the award. So uh, I was was honoured to be able to congratulate you and, and welcome you to this podcast, Tom. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, thank you very much. It's uh, it's it's great to be here. Um, and you know, the uh, the Employee Engagement Awards uh, was an absolutely awesome evening. It feels like a lifetime ago now. Um, but you know, <laughs> great food, great fun. Uh, we were sat with a few other rowdy tables who were having a brilliant time, just as we were. Colin Murray was hilarious as the host, uh, and rather amazingly, actually, even recognised our CEO from the from a kind of a radio awards event from years and years ago. So uh, Colin Murray clearly has a pretty incredible photographic memory. So uh, so shout out to him. He, he invited um, himself to my wedding, which has since been postponed, actually. Oh. Um, so, but yeah, he, he was a good guy that night. And um, yeah, uh, the wedding is just something else to look forward to. I, I, to be honest with you, I probably needed another year to, to lose the weight to get into my suit. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> well, uh, Colin's definitely a great guest to have a, to have at any wedding. So that's, that's yeah. all. Uh, and then, yeah, getting to win Best Vendor was, uh, was an incredible honour. Uh, and I'm super excited to be chatting again today and telling people more about the bot platform, our story, and how our customers are building bots and automation tools that are helping their staff to be more productive and engaged at work. Well, yeah, fantastic. Um, it's, it's a story that we, we've been we've delayed in telling. Really, we were supposed to yeah. be doing this face to face in New York at the end of March, uh, yeah. and then obviously the crisis that's upon us got in the way of that. So, so thanks for helping us set this up. Yeah, absolutely. No worries. Yeah, it would have been lovely to have been doing this in New York somewhere. But obviously, you know, given the circumstances, you know, that's that's obviously not possible. Um, You know, I think originally we were going to be talking about concepts to do with digital transformation, the mobile workforce and how automation tools can increase staff engagement and productivity. Um, Everything's kind of changed now with coronavirus and the, uh, the impact that's having. Um, and will you know kind of continue to have for the foreseeable future um, but equally you know I think there's still a lot of um, parallels with what we were going to talk about um, and the topics we're going to cover today. 
Absolutely. I, I, I think everything's just been accelerated. So what was what people were starting to innovate with has uh, now become essential, necessary right now, where we were hoping that leaders would put trust in their people they'd hired. They have to put trust in their people and hopefully that won't return to to the to the negative times once this all uh, once we get through this, but um, it's going to be a long road ahead where people are going to need to be able to communicate and have a, have a two way conversation uh, with their colleagues uh, up and down. Um, leaders are going to have to step up, uh, be transparent, uh, be human in what they're doing, uh, and uh, when but there are going to be some, some incredibly tough choices, um, some some quite bad news coming out of the UK with with one of our with one of our airlines today um mm-hmm. so we're sending out all our best to those those people and I think together we can we as, as a community we can try and work through this and, and do it in the best way possible yeah absolutely um you know it's obviously very very difficult for for many people and businesses around the world right now and you know I think the priority right now for all businesses is to just survive you know, and that means different things for for different companies and different organizations. Um, unfortunately, for some companies, surviving you know may mean laying off or furloughing staff, um, both of which come with you know a very significant set of operational and moral challenges. Um, for other companies, surviving has meant you know switching to remote operations or suddenly trying to maintain an engaged and productive workforce from afar. Um, and for other companies, you know, it's actually meant increasing headcount, you know, rapid training and communications requirements for frontline staff in essential businesses and emergency services. So, you know, survival for them is probably less about whether the business will survive and more about, you know, how they can help society to uh, society to survive. I, I think I think there's a people are going to remember um you know more than in other crises about how businesses have, have handled this and and how they've treated their people i think this will impact years at years at years beyond this yeah. there's a really interesting article that i would point you direct people to in the harvard business review and i will try and put it onto the the web page but it is an analysis of um three re- uh, recessions for 87 92 and and the, and the big one uh, in 08 and, and how companies reacted to it. Um, and there was like four different reactions. So there was one where it was an immediate head, head count cull, uh, cost cutting action. Uh, then there was people that doubled down in, in those periods of time. So they invested more in staff and marketing. And then there was the, uh, pragmatic approach, which was kind of like a middle ground and more of a progressive approach where people innovated and pivoted. Um, and it was actually, the people, the companies that did the real sharp cutting costs and people, it took them longer to come out at the other end of the crises. So I think whilst there are very tough choices to be made right now, um, take some time to really think about where you can invest in your business, how you can pivot, uh, where your people involve them to get the best ideas to help come out of the crisis. Because as I've always championed, the people in your business have the best ideas for how to to perform at its best, have new ideas for new products. So really use them now. Um, Don't discard them. Um, And um, so, yeah, I think, I think we're all going to be learning. This is something that we've never ever had to encompass uh, and we don't know how long it's going to go on for, but I think having conversations like this with you, Tom, and reading articles like that will help us get through it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so, uh, I, I digressed quite a big way then. Um, back to the bot platform, you know, so tell us about it, you know, who, who you are, what you do and, and how we help people. Yeah, sure. Um, so we're a UK founded technology company uh, and we now have a team that's based across the UK, uh, the United States and Canada. Um, wow. And using our platform, our customers are able to easily build their own bots and automation tools. And they can build bots that do things like onboarding new starters, encouraging recognition, uh, providing learning resources, or automatically answering help desk inquiries, connecting staff to leadership, measuring morale, crowdsourcing ideas from staff, uh, you know, you name it. And I think, you know, with what's happening currently, we've seen that many of our customers have been able to very quickly and rapidly build crisis support tools as well that are helping to keep their staff updated, informed and connected during these difficult times. Well, congratulations on, on, on your growth. And it's very easy to say, you know, we're now in X country. But what a great achievement. How, how did you manage to go from the UK and, and then and across into North America? Um, well, I actually moved over here a few years ago. Um, okay. so, so, yeah, so I've been over in New York now for, for about six years. Um, and then we actually had, uh, it's, it's kind of more almost like a land and expand from UK to out to North America, because both myself and uh, our other colleagues that are based in the US and Canada, um, we were not all of us, but the majority of us were all actually originally in the UK, and then either moved back <laughs> to our homelands in the case of uh, our Canadian counterparts, or actually, in my case, just moved over to New York. Um, Fantastic! Yeah, I, I, I set up the uh, the awards in the, in North America in, in 112 inches of snow in Boston <laughs> in 2015 in the basement of my Irish relatives over well Irish American relatives over there. So right. uh, yeah, um, New York sounds a bit more fun and uh, very sadly <laughs> always listen to the Sting song when I'm walking around uh, the walking around New York. I've been That's there about cute. 25 times, but every single time Sting gets played, Englishman in New York. So there That's we go. Good. It's either that, it's either that or Sinatra. <laughs> it's pretty too much sharing for a podcast, I think. But um, uh, so, okay, tell us more about how how bots are actually helping companies with with the crisis management and, and support at the moment, and and just how bots in general help companies because uh, you know it's it's new to me, to be honest. Yeah, sure. So, you know, our customers have built a, a number of really interesting automated experiences that are, that are helping them during these difficult times. And I think, you know, one of the key differentiators um, of our platform is that you don't need to be able to code. So our platform is really easy to use. And that means that our customers don't need to rely on developers or software engineers to, to build these tools and experiences. You can be an idiot like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, a, a brilliant person like you, Matt, who just happens to not be able to uh, to, to be a developer. I'm useless. I'm tech illiterate. <laughs> um, but, you know, I myself, uh, I, you know, I can't code or anything like that. You know, I can do like some basic stuff with things like WordPress and stuff like that. But, I, you know, I can't code at all. And I've been able to build some very kind of intelligent um, and sophisticated automation tools, you know, using our platform. And the benefit for our customers is, is huge because, you know, it, it empowers them to be more agile 
and it reduces workload on their internal IT teams. And then it also saves the company's money. You know, if you would normally have to rely on a third party developer or a production house to build these tools for you, there's a massive investment that gets made to onboarding that new vendor that gets made to like briefing them. There's a series of reviews and then something changes in a few weeks or months. You need to pay them to make a change. You know, all of that takes time and money. But using the bot platform, we actually are empowering all of these operations, HR, internal comms teams to just build their own tools. Well, I, I was saw a snippet on CNN from the the current CEO of Microsoft, and he ju- it was just quite plain spoken saying, if we didn't have the the technology that we now have, the digitization, uh, we the, the economy would just not be able to carry on. So the, the technology is really come to come to the rescue in, in a big way um like, you know like 10 years, even 10 years ago you know that probably we probably wouldn't have had what we needed yeah absolutely um, i mean like you know i was thinking of, of the other day actually about when sars happened um and i can't yeah. remember the exact date but you know if sars had been as infectious as um as covid19 was um, I don't know how how the the world would have uh, operated because you know the the broadband capabilities you know tools like workplace like Zoom like Teams just didn't exist. Um, so uh, so yeah, and you know even it, it's great again seeing you know like yes it is a really challenging time right now, but it's amazing seeing how you know all these different industries have almost been forced to pivot and to innovate and to come up with new solutions. You know, the other day I watched the uh, the NFL draft. Um, uh, for any non uh, American football fans, that's when um, all the all the NFL teams kind of pick um, incredibly talented kids coming out of college to play for their teams. Previously, that's always done as an in person event, but this year they actually did the whole thing remotely, powered by Microsoft Teams. So they had all the you know all the team owners, all the kind of talent spotters, um, the NFL, all connected using Microsoft Teams, and that's something that to your point, Matt a few years ago would have been impossible. I think it got bigger ratings than it ever did before. It was all, all online. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it might have got bigger ratings because there's nothing else to watch at the moment. Well, but, yeah, yeah. but, but you know, we, we definitely appreciate the uh, the use of technology there. So so back to bots, you know, Bot 101, like what are they? How do they work? You know, why, why should we be using them? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, a bot is a is a bit of a catch-all term. Um, and everyone listening to this podcast, you know, will probably have used a bot at some point in their lives. Um, you know, and we're not talking about kind of fake Twitter accounts and stuff like that. We're talking about bots in the sense of automated digital assistants, uh, or as they're commonly called, chatbots. So, you know, maybe you've had a bot send you an update on a clothes order or a text uh, to say that a food delivery is on the way. Or maybe, you know, you've used a bot for customer service on a company's website. Um, But there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of bots on platforms like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Telegram, or even just kind of natively on on companies' websites. Um, And bots operate within the UI and the restrictions of the platform they're deployed on. And they allow users to send or receive information or perform tasks by either pressing buttons, typing in text, or providing commands. And over you know the last few years, bots have seen great success and mass usage from businesses and consumers alike around the world. On Facebook Messenger, for example, over 20 billion messages are sent between businesses and people every month, and that's grown by 10 times year over year. Wow! Yeah, so it's 
you know, it's huge, huge usage out there. And, you know, the reasons why companies use bots and some of the benefits from deploying automation in general is that they're always on, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're really easy to use. Uh, they deliver personalized communication at scale. They increase operational effectiveness and reduce costs. Um, but also they're actually really being sought after by consumers. 89% of consumers want to use messaging to communicate with companies and 56% of people would rather message a business than, than call a customer service line. And so what we've seen over the past few years is that as bots have become incredibly effective for B2C operations, companies have kind of been starting to look at how the same technology can be used to automate internal processes and operations with their staff as well. So now, as well as bots that, you know, maybe reply to a customer with the latest information on their order or the answer to a refund or returns inquiry, now you can have a company that has bots that automatically greet new starters, send them relevant training materials over a one-month onboarding phase, you know, checks in with them over time to ensure they're feeling good, and then sends them their appraisal materials a month ahead of their one-year review. So I'm just wondering what that 20 billion figure will be when we come out of this, you know, the spike during this crisis where call centers are gone and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those messages probably went up there exponentially. Um, before we, I really want to get into um, like examples that customers, you know, that have used the block platform internally and with their people. But I suppose one question that comes to mind um, is, does this take the humanity out of it or does this, you know, because it, because obviously it's on, on, we're using technology, would that be something we could th throw at this or is actually enabling people to check in more often and, and use that information to create more of a connection with people? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a really good question. And, and quite often, you know, people do uh, kind of think of chatbots and, you know, AI as being something that can like replace human interaction you know yeah. there's a it's actually one of the reasons why we don't like using the phrase chatbot is because it sets up these these applications as being something that people can just kind of have a meaningless conversation to um and the truth is you know that's not really the best way to use them it's much better to think of these as kind of like apps you know you're like building apps that help people do something and the app just happens to live within a platform like facebook messenger or microsoft teams or workplace or something like that um, and so actually, you know, this is less about replacing human interactions and less about replacing people. And it's actually more about helping them do their jobs better, quicker, you know, helping them get access to information um, without having to rely on other people, but being able to just use, uh, you know, a kind of a, an intelligent and automated assistant. Fantastic. So, so you did touch on it just a minute ago. You know, what are some of the examples of the of bots that customers are building on your platform then? Um, well, well, pre-coronavirus, uh, I would have been saying things <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know, oh, bots you. that. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been saying things that you know, like bots that are powering company-wide recognition programs, uh, onboarding new starters or offboarding leavers, um, conducting surveys or crowdsourcing ideas. Basically, if there's any kind of repeatable process that exists within an organization, then there's a really good chance that it can be automated somehow. Um, so uh, let's take, you know, one of our customers is uh, WW, who are formerly known as Weight Watchers. 
um, using the bot platform, they created a really innovative new employee recognition program that's now being used by staff in every office in which they operate. Um, the bot is called Ripple, um, and it's got a really nice name. Uh, it's named Ripple because of its ability to create a positive ripple effect across the company. Um, and it's basically an automated guided experience that encourages staff to provide peer-to-peer -peer recognition and to nominate hardworking colleagues who've gone above and beyond. So all the nominations are tied to WW's new corporate values. Um, so, you know, again, it makes staff think about company values and raises awareness of those values when they're going through this recognition program. Um, their votes are then saved to a database and then they're automatically shared to um, a group on Workplace, which is the internal communication platform they use at WW. Um, and, you know, all the votes are then posted there. So all their staff and colleagues can kind of see and celebrate the achievements of their peers. And then at the end of each quarter, there's a kind of an impact awards panel that's comprised of staff from across the across the globe and representing all seniority levels across the organization. And they then go through all these votes that have been submitted and they uh, kind of then select those that they think are, are worthy of winning an impact award. And those people are then presented with an impact award in their quarterly all company me uh, all company meeting, you know, and that again then just gives them another like really nice form of public recognition. So it's got a really nice like recognition loop that's being powered by a completely automated and easy to use bot. And and again, you know, this bot didn't take months and months to build. It was quite literally built in a few days and can be changed and updated in real time using the bot platform. I just, just seeing 16,000 field staff, that's that's incredible. One of the biggest challenges uh, companies have is to how to connect to a remote workforce. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and, and this, <laughs> this seems to be a great solution to, to that problem. Um, I think I think I, I want to connect you with one of our judges here in the UK, actually, um, who did a report on the remote workforce uh, earlier in the year, or actually last year. So she'll be doing one every, every year. So I'll, I'll definitely put you two together. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and yeah, you know, like they, you know, for any company that has, you know, a large amount of frontline staff, it, it can be so easy to forget how hard it can be to make those frontline staff feel recognized. And, and, and recognition is so important. And it's also a relatively easy thing for, for a company to fix. If you think about all the operational challenges that exist within a company, setting up a kind of a, a really relatively simple unified recognition program that just works isn't actually that hard, but it can make a massive impact on, you know, employee morale, um, retention, um, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, one of the things that we've been told by WW is that the, this, the bot Ripple and this recognition program that it's part of really is doing a, a, a massive job in helping people feel moved and proud to be part of WW. And even leadership have said that, you know, one of the best parts of their day now is seeing the nominations come in, you know, reading through the different nominations and, and learning more about the uh, the unsung heroes of the company. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, I suppose, having having gone through this world in myself at times, you know, this, this, this kind of stuff would have been quarter of a million and six months to, to get yeah. going. Yeah. And by the time you'd have spent all that money on the web development and planning and all the hours away from actually things that, you know, that you really want to focus on, it, the technology something might have moved changed. on and something yeah. else would have happened. So yeah. how... How long would it take to get to launch Ripple just out of interest? You know, if, if somebody was listening to this right now going, 
we've got a workplace. We want to we want we want to involve our people more. It's more important than ever to get the feel, make them feel involved and part of the business uh, and recognize the efforts they're doing in very hard circumstances. How long? Yeah, yeah I mean. Honestly, uh, it, the the answer there would be anywhere from minutes to days, but right, definitely, okay. not definitely, months. no, and, definitely not yeah. months and definitely not yeah. weeks. To be honest, I mean, like again, the the platform is is super easy to use. We have a number of templates that people can kind of install, and then they can like edit those templates. One of those is a recognition program. Um, yeah. But but really, you know, in terms of a timeline from, you know, concepting the idea through to actually having a live recognition program, the delay in getting that live will purely be down to kind of internal approval. And because people are using platforms like Facebook, Workplace, Microsoft, they're, they're these and on their phones. And this yeah. is stuff that this is technology the, the end users used to. So it's you don't have to train them up on on this bespoke bit of kit that. It's probably not that easy to use. The user experience sucks. and Yeah, no, um, exactly. exactly. You know, like all your staff are already on these platforms. They're already yeah. using these platforms. You yeah. probably want to give them reasons to use the platform more. Um, yeah. And it obviously means, uh, you know, you don't need to send them off to download another application. You maybe don't need to get your InfoSec team to audit, you know, a third party app tool or something like that, because all of this is now just housed within the internal comms tool that you're already using. I, I, this is why I remember it, because I just still think it's absolutely disgusting. And the, and the person telling me it, it was quite somehow proud of it that um, we try to develop a customer experience platform uh, for, for for their customers, obviously. This huge company, um, global company, they spent three and three quarters of a million pounds and mothballed it. Oh, uh, this web platform that there was bespoke and then they and they started again. And you're just going, What where else could that have been better used, both in your company and outside your company? And and it was this pride. So I, I'm loving the fact that technology is is being uh, is helping people do it in a more affordable manner and in a much more rapid manner and, and keep innovating. It's fantastic. So absolutely, uh, and 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 I think that's a really interesting point as well because you know one of the misconceptions I think and about or maybe it's not a misconception but something we quite often hear where is people talking about AI and they often think that AI it's almost like all or nothing. So it's like you have nothing or you have something out of like iRobot, you know, that's like this, like this brain. Minority report, yeah. yeah, minority of this brain that just happens to know everything. And it's just like, you know, when you have like companies like Microsoft and Amazon and some of the like world's best engineers, IBM, you know, who still haven't come up with that. It's almost like why do companies then think that that's something they can build? And increasingly, we then hear these stories about how, you know, a company has spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of dollars or pounds developing some form of AI platform. Uh, you know, I, I used to work in advertising and there was a major ad network that spent a huge amount of money developing some, you know, AI system that didn't work wasn't used you know kind of broke straight away and and i think the lesson here actually is that you know don't think of it around about like ai think of it around automation and and then actually it goes to show that you don't really need these bots to be super complex you know actually sometimes they might need to be complex or they might need to do slightly complicated things like connect a third 
party platforms or send yeah. data somewhere and stuff like that. But quite often, you know, it's just about getting information to the right person at the right time. And, you know, normally that actually doesn't need to be that complicated at all. I think that I think that's quite a good metaphor for how we should just be in with it with each other at work anyway. I don't think we need to overcomplicate things. I think it can be as simple as asking how are you in the morning and and starting those basic principles and you know of humanity that that then you know follow them through trust people and empower people um and try and not get in the way of them. Um, I, Tom, we could talk for hours uh, and there's lots more we could talk about. Um, I'm I'm hoping that one you know one day soon uh, when. When the world allows us, uh, you could speak at one of our events as, as an award winner, uh, and, and you know bring together some more interesting work that you'll have seen in, in these incredibly uh, dark and hopefully in, at the end uplifting times. So, uh, just congratulations again for winning. Uh, congratulations for helping tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people engage with their employers in, in a much better way. Um, and, and yeah, thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add and or give advice to people out there during these times? Um, no, I think, you know, it's been it's been great chatting. Um, you know, if anyone uh, listening to this does use uh, Microsoft Teams or Workplace from Facebook and, and, you know, wants to talk to us about how our platform can can help them easily build their own automation tools, then, you know, feel free to get in touch. Uh, just go to our website at the bot platform. And other than that, I suppose I'll just finish by just saying a big shout out to, to anyone listening to this podcast right now who is trying to you know do the best for their staff and to really yeah. look after their staff you know um there's a lot of talk about the unsung heroes at the moment and i think internal comms and hr and operations and everyone at companies just trying to keep the wheels on and keep staff with jobs and stuff like that i think they're also unsung heroes so you know shout out to all of you as well well said uh, and, a, and a great way to end it so we'll be back with another fantastic guest or three in the coming weeks and months. Um, some big news coming from our, from us as well. Oh, and I suppose the, the most pressing uh, uh, news item is our North American deadline was extended to, for the Employee Engagement Awards was extended to the 22nd of May, um, so about three weeks' time. Uh, so if, you've got a, if you're doing some fantastic work in experience, culture, well-being, diversity, engagement, uh, please check out the awards uh, and, and enter ahead of that deadline. So um, thanks again, Tom. Stay safe, everybody, and we'll be back again soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.